Welcome to The Howler. Your weekly look into the state of Wolfpack athletics. Now let's go to your hosts, Chris Lehman and Drew Blevins. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the pilot broadcast of Wolfpack Sports Television's new podcast, The Howler. I'm Drew Blevins alongside Chris Lehman and every week we will be giving you the state of Wolfpack Athletics. Chris and I are already radio hosts on 88.1 WKNC's Pulse of the Pack as well as television personalities for Wolfpack Sports Television, so we are honored to be your hosts for this broadcast. Every week we will have a guest with us to give you the state of Wolfpack Athletics, and this week's guest comes from the North Carolina State Wolfpack Ice Hockey Team, number two, Sam Banashevitz. Sam, thanks so much for being with us. Hey, thanks for having me. For those of you who don't know, the NC State Wolfpack ice hockey team is 9-0-0-4-0-0 in conference and is fresh off of a huge win over the nationally ranked number 10 Virginia Tech Hokies. Chris and I had the radio call over 88.1 WKNC. And Chris, you can speak for yourself, but I thought it was an outstanding effort by this team. Oh, absolutely. We talked about it on the radio on Friday night with that game. The NC State just looked absolutely incredible during that game a little bit of a lapse at the beginning of the third period give up a couple of goals and let virginia tech back into the game but a great response to keep them at that one goal deficit for the remainder of the game and come away with the win it's a great response so overall you expect some adversity and nc state responded very very well to it now on the ice that's what i want to ask because it's completely different environment in the stands than it is on the ice so sam i want to ask you at the beginning of that third period because you come off of a second period where you score four unanswered goals and take a commanding lead into the third you give up those two goals early in the third what was it like on the bench and on the ice well uh in the locker room after the second period uh going in the locker room we were just talking uh like hey guys um obviously we had a good lead 4-1 against a ranked team uh we we don't want to blow this at all um, we want to come out with the same mindset that we had going into the game. The, the game's far from over. We still have 20 minutes hard to play. Um, and everyone was pretty serious in the locker room. Everyone had, was still mentally ready to go, ready to go in the third period, and we come out in the third period and give up two <laughs> quick goals, and we're just sitting there like, oh, no, what did we just do? Uh, we're going to lose this game. And then, obviously, uh, that wasn't the case, but we gave up uh, the two quick ones, and um, right away everyone's just – we didn't panic. We didn't uh, freak out. We stayed calm. We kept our composure. We really uh, found out what we needed to do to um, continue to win that game there. Now, we will get back to the Virginia Tech game in a second because it is a monumental win. It's the first time in program history NC State has been able to knock off a top-10 team. But I want to talk about your season individually. You are the second leading scorer in the ACCHL behind Duke's Travis Buck. You've had an outstanding season, 16 goals, 16 assists, and that's only through nine games. What are your emotions as you continue to go into every game, as you continue to produce? Um, You don't really look at the individual stats as much as you want to look at the wins. I mean, obviously, yeah, I do recognize uh, what I've been able to produce a little bit, um, and I think a lot of that comes from uh, my line mates, uh, Will B. Rudolph and Louisa Jimenez, and I think... Uh, what we've all been able to produce this year has been great so far. We're still undefeated. Um, our line, not just our line, but our line in particular, has had a lot of offensive opportunities this uh, this semester so far. We've uh, we've done a great job, I think, uh, overall. 
all offensive lines have produced when uh, given the opportunity. So going into it, uh, going into each game, we have the same mentality no matter who our opponent is. I mean, it could be Virginia Tech or it could be someone who's not as good. Um, we still need to have the same mindset in order to come out and be successful every game. All right, you bring up the offense, and I want to talk about a little bit about that, but as well about the Stephen Russell Memorial Tournament. I think that's one of the things we wanted to talk about with you because NC State comes away with the win in that now as they are able to, to come in and win four games that weekend. What does that mean to you guys coming in and being able to win the not only the tournament that you host and, and that's supposed to honor one of your, your fallen teammates, but also the ACCHL kickoff tournament as well? Um, I think one uh, one big thing that uh, Coach Gazilla said going into it uh, that weekend, um, I'm going to remember for a while because it was a very, uh, very good thing. He said, you guys – won't be able to win the ACCHL in this weekend, but you can sure lose it this weekend. And what he meant by that was the two really big games against Georgetown and Virginia, who are year in, year out, very competitive up towards the top, uh, one, two, and three spots, and usually we're up there with them. And it's usually a a one-game differential uh, at the end of the season. And if we were to come out and win both those games, there was a good chance that we were going to be able to – uh, keep that lead throughout the entire season because um, that gives them a loss in league play. Now uh, it's just kind of up to us to make sure that we don't lose any more league games. And right now, uh, like yes, said, we're 4-0-0, and we're just keep uh, rolling through the season here. Um, the rest of that weekend uh, went very smoothly. Um, St. Joe's, um, obviously, we handled them pretty easily, 9-1 win. You know, not too often that you get that big of a victory, but, you know, that's always fun. Um and then Duke for the championship game. That didn't count as a league game, but to confirm the championship for the Stephen Russell tournament, I think that's very good um, as a team, um, especially that young in the end of the season. And we do have uh, a few freshmen on the team, so I think that's good for their confidence to, uh, you know, just keep them going, keep them uh, pumped up, and keep everyone excited for the season. Um, yeah, and I think it's very good for the the Buckley family that we were able to win it for the uh, Stephen and uh, his family. Yeah, it's an absolutely huge tournament win, and that was what I was going to ask is what does that championship mean, but you've clearly answered that. I mean, it's a huge victory for this team, for the Buckley-Stevens family. I mean, it it's tremendous that the university that hosts the event in memorial of their own player is able to take home that trophy. But as you zoom out a little bit further from the scope of the tournament, I want to talk a little bit about the conference that you play in, the Atlantic Coast Collegiate Hockey League, and as you alluded to, Virginia, Georgetown, NC State, always competitive. But when you look at the conference as a whole, how is it competing against those teams, all the way up to St. Joe's, all the way down to Charlotte, the conference as a whole? The conference as a whole, I I believe, is only improving. Um, I mean, if you look at it, uh, it's starting to get a lot more recognition. Yes, it's still D2 club. Um, everyone, there has, have been talks that, you know, hey, when's NC State going to go uh, NCAA? Uh, obviously, I don't think that's going to happen for a very long time. Would I love to see it happen? Absolutely. I think it would be great. I think it would be a great fit for this area. Um, college hockey anywhere is probably a lot of fun. But uh, the ACCHL um, is only growing. It's only getting better. Uh, the teams are getting better. Sure, you lose guys every year because people graduate. But I think the incoming classes are – only helping us uh, get better as it not only as each team individually but 
overall as a whole league and recognition across the the ACHA. Um, I think we're getting a lot of good feedback. And as we talked about, NC State is getting recognized, the number 12 seed officially as of today, according to myhockeyrankings.com, which is the source that gives out the preliminary rankings before the ACHA publishes them. Sam, one of the real reasons we have you on the show today is because Friday is the biggest home game of the season as you guys will be hosting the North Carolina Tar Heels, a formerly ranked team last year. They were 17th when they peaked and won the ACCHL title. I want to take you back to February 14th of this year. A.J. Hamel puts the puck in on a rebound through the legs of Nick Camaris with a minute 14 to go. North Carolina defeats NC State for the first time since 2011. Take me on that bench. What are the emotions as you have to shake hands with your bitter rivals and eventually watch them go on to take a conference title that you were favored to win? Um, God, just thinking about that game just uh, makes me mad. Um, obviously, that's not a game you want to lose. Any any game, any game in general, you don't want to lose. But that one in particular, um, UNC in the semifinals, you dream of having moments like that where you beat your rival in the semis and. We we just uh, just fell apart there a little bit at the end, and it's it's too bad because I believe we had it last year. We had a team that could really go forward, and uh, obviously Georgetown made it through, and it was a Georgetown UNC final. But we, I I at least felt that we had a team strong enough to beat Georgetown that year, and it's just too bad that we fell to UNC. Um, no disrespect to AJ at all; he's a great kid. Uh, I talk to him all the time off the ice. He had a wonderful game, but. Uh, it, it was a good game. They had a good game. Uh, AJ, what, four goals, right? Yeah. He, uh, no, he absolutely, he worked us that game. But he, uh, he's a great kid on and off the ice. I talk to him all the time. Um, we're looking forward to this game this coming weekend. We're really excited. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a big turnout. We're going to have a lot of fans there. We're really hoping for a big crowd to turn out because that's what makes it fun. Um we're looking to get some revenge on this weekend. We we want it. We want it bad. Um, it is the league game, so it will count towards our standings, and we're just still hoping to make a name for ourselves the rest of this year and as the year goes on. All right, now talking a little bit more about kind of the experience, I think is where I want to go with being a club hockey player here at NC State or a competitive hockey player here for NC State's team. It's a little bit different because it's not, in, like you said, not an NCAA sport. So how does that kind of work with your schedule as a student as well? And can it take us through almost a, a typical week for you when it comes to balancing hockey in school? Um, well, balancing, um, balancing hockey in school is uh, fairly easy. Obviously, yeah, school comes first. And as much as it kills me to say that because I just <laughs> love, I love hockey, I, I don't one of the main I'm not gonna lie one of the main reasons I came to state was to play hockey here um, I went to some of the games uh, in high school and I saw all the fans I saw everyone there I was like wow I would definitely love to play here one day so uh, being at NC State is a dream come true um, typical week you know class practice um, I work a couple jobs so probably not not too much different than anyone else um, probably being club, it's definitely easier to balance everything. I feel NCAA, you're a lot, you have a lot more pressure on you to make sure you're doing great in school. Don't get me wrong, I'm still doing pretty good in school, um, but I feel like there's a lot more pressure on you because you have practice, you have workouts, and if you miss one, then you're, you're, 
you hurt yourself, you hurt the team. Uh, here at state with club hockey, you um, sure uh, it, things pop up, and usually we're pretty lenient. We um, we try to do our best to be consistent and have everyone show up to practices and um, games and workouts. But if you can't make it, you can't make it. I mean, um, I think just having a little bit more lenient attitude towards it, I think it makes it more fun, makes it a better environment for everyone to play. You talked about the fan atmosphere, and that made the impact on you to want to come play here at NC State. Now that you're on the ice, transitioning from playing high school and high-level youth hockey, where your only audience is parents and maybe some extended relatives, 100 is a good crowd for there. And then NC State sets the club sport attendance record last year with over 600 students and fans against North Carolina. What is that atmosphere like when you are out there and you literally cannot see through the glass because of the rows and rows of people? Well, let me tell you one thing. It makes it it makes it makes so much fun to go jumping on the glass once you score, I swear. It, it, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, the fans really make the game for us. I mean, we, we do have a very unique campus uh, atmosphere and sports atmosphere at least um, we do have a lot of different di- oh, we do have a lot of diversity on this team um, not this team but this campus sorry I messed up there but uh, it, it's a great time um, just being out there in front of 600 people I mean sure it's not the NHL where you get what thousands of fans every every game but it could be a better atmosphere than an NHL game. Sometimes. Oh, I honestly against UNC, it is a better atmosphere. Um, we do have 600 fans there, and sure, I hope to see another 600 there this weekend too. Right, well, there, there's one other thing that I'd like to at least ask about, and we've we've heard a little bit about, and it has been advertised. Uh, there's a, I believe there's a GoFundMe to uh, fund a new locker room for NC State. Is it ready yet, and how's it looking? Um, it is not ready yet. Um, I have seen some sneak peeks at it. We are still working on it. Uh, Coach Gazilla is working very hard on it. Uh, uh, Garrett Sunda is also working very hard on it as well, Chris Wing. Um, A lot of guys are putting in the effort that we need to get done. Um, It is not done yet. Uh, There is not a timeline that we have set yet. Trust me, I want it just as bad as the fans want it. Uh, We're really excited uh, for it. I think it's going to be a great part of this team. It's going to be a great addition. I think – um, for years to come, it'll probably help with recruiting. Um, that's one of the big things that we want with this locker room. But, no, we're excited for it. It's it's getting there, I swear. It is. It's getting there. But we uh, will eventually have it done very shortly. All right, well, that is going to wrap up our interview with Sam Banishevitz, number two on the NC State hockey team, team leading scorer, second in the ACCHL. Sam, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. All right, we will step aside and take a short break. On the other side, we'll be talking about NC State football, men's soccer, a little bit of basketball, and we'll be predicting some upcoming games in the week. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Howler. I'm Drew Blevins alongside Chris Lehman. You just heard from Sam Banishevitz of the NC State hockey team. And Chris, before we get into the rest of NC State sports, I mean, this guy, Sam Banishevitz, is an outstanding hockey player, and he's proven it this year, and this is a team that could do something special. Oh, yeah, and the the thing that really sticks out to me and something not necessarily that wasn't there, but I don't think wasn't as strong in the past, and something I've heard not just Banishe- Sam Banishevitz, but other guys on this team talk about it as as well, is as working as a team. 
everything's about a team. It's not like he talked about when we talked about he's 32 points in nine games, 16 goals. That's almost two goals a game. That's unreal. But it's about this team is winning. We are winning. And that, I think, is what sets this team apart is they do it for each other. It's not a selfish thing. Well, and you say team, and I think you're absolutely right. This entire roster has had to pull together. I'm looking at only two guys, three if you count the injury to Calvin Stone, that are rostered and have not played, and that's Ryan Zipatelli and Thomas Chapman. Everybody else has played at least one game. Billy Emanuela leaves school early. Joe Panzel, illness. This team had to pull together, and I think what you're seeing is the repercussions of that. Is this a team that could go undefeated? I know we're early in the season, but is this a possibility and something we should start talking about? I say that conversation, you, it's always fun to talk about the, the premise of, a, of an undefeated season, but I don't think we're quite to that point yet because there is still another game against Virginia Tech. There's still a lot left. Two we, games against Wilmington. So it's, it's nothing easy. It's not going to be easy, and something that we've seen happen down the stretch for this team when they start to get tired is a couple of guys fall off with injuries, and that's a lot of times where they end up when the Admirals Cup comes around in the in the in the uh, winter in February, and they end up not having that team that was you know ranked number 12, 12 in the Southeast region. So there's still a long way to go, but. You listen to the confidence from Sam Banishevitz, and he talked about it. You know, you're able to beat Wilmington, finish off Virginia Tech one more time, and it starts to look a lot more realistic. It's certainly a possibility. And that will impress the rankings committee. NC State could be well on their way to moving up into the top 10. The next hockey games North Carolina at home at Wilmington, Wake Forest at home at High Point to round out the month of November. And now we get in, away from hockey, from the ice to the gridiron. NC State football, the anomaly, the enigma that it is, gets a win in Winston-Salem for the first time since 2001, beating the Wake Forest Demon Deacons by a final count of 35-17. to Chris, an impressive and explosive first quarter. You let off the break, you get one more punt return touchdown. Sum up that game for me in your own words. What's your takeaway? Explosion. It's all explosion. I mean, we, we've talked about this. All the touchdown plays, 50-plus yards, that's just unreal. I'm not sure. That, that would be a tough stat to really go back and comb through and find, but I'd love to find the last time that a team scored five touchdowns, all 50-plus yards, because I don't know if that has ever happened before. It is absolutely incredible what they were able to do. But you look at the opponent. Wake Forest, an ACC team, so not a horrible team, but you're looking at the lower tier of the ACC, so not your top competition. Good game, but I'd like to see a little bit more consistency out of this team because only seven points and right around 150 yards for their last three quarters of that game. The the explosivity is just huge, and as you said, all touchdowns, 50-plus yards, that's tremendous. That's not going to happen against the next opponent who's going to be the number 3 team in the nation, the Clemson Tigers. I can tell you that as a fact. It's a good win for NC State to build off of, but now you've got a homecoming game, nationally televised, 3.30 kickoff on Halloween. This is a huge game for NC State. It's the game you circle on your calendar right next to the Carolina game, in my opinion. What does NC State have to do to start preparing for this game? Well, the first thing that you look at in a lot of games like this is usually the team that's the underdog. 
just falls off and just gets run over. We saw it last week when Clemson went down to South Beach and put a real beating on the Hurricanes, 58 to nothing. So a lot of times that's what happens. But when you look at NC State, that just doesn't happen, especially at home. You look at Florida State last year, 24 points in the first quarter, the most that the Seminoles have ever given up in a single quarter. Two years before that, they beat Florida State. A year after, or a year after that, they're in a tight one with Clemson that a couple calls go the other way. Maybe they end up on top. The time before that, two years before that, when NC State played Clemson, they absolutely ran them out of Carter-Finley Stadium. This team shows up for big games. We see it in basketball and football in particular. So this is a game that I think preparation, obviously you have to be prepared. You have to know your opponent, but it's hard not to be prepared for a game like this if you're NC State. No, and speaking with some of the student assistant coaches, I mean, they seem to like the way NC State's preparing. It's been a good, hard practice. They're saying the guys are loose. They're not quite so tense, but they understand the importance of this football game. Chris, I'm going to ask you a very tough question. I need you to pick me one player out on this NC State roster who is going to be the guy to make the difference. I, I don't want a guy who's going to make one big play. I want the difference maker in this football game. Well, I'm... I'm going to cheat a little bit here and give you a difference maker, both offensively and defensively. That's fair. That's fair. But I think it has to be Jacoby Brissett on offense because he is the catalyst. You look at what he was able to do against Florida State last year. He put NC State in a great position to win that game, and you know they couldn't quite hold off Florida State when it came down to fourth quarter time. But he does that. He shows up for those kind of games, almost like your typical NC State player. I think we're going to see a great game out of him. I think you know you see on that first touchdown pass he throws against Wake Forest, he has to break a tackle and make a play. He did that a couple times last year against Florida State. I expect to see him do it at least once early in the game to get NC State rolling on Saturday. So I think offensively it has to come down to Jacoby Brissett. And you're looking at a similar position defensively. When you're looking at the linebacker position and Jared Fernandez, who I'm going to say is going to be the difference maker for NC State defensively, which you might think is odd in when a def- with a defense that only has two linebackers, but that's the central position. And I think it's going to be all about leadership because against a team like Clemson, you're going to slip up and they're going to make you pay for it. Someone's got to be there to lead this team. And on defense, I think it's going to be Jared Fernandez. I really like the Jacoby Brissett pick. I think that he has the ability to take over this football game on offense and really seal a victory for NC State should they need it. On defense, I'm going to go Mike Rose. I think the biggest thing that you have to do is get pressure on Deshaun Watson, and if you're able to do that, that's the key to success in beating the Clemson Tigers. Rose and Rose Burrow played an outstanding football game against the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Granted, it's not a strong offensive line, but still, they played a very, very good football game. And before we finish up our discussion about football, I do want to talk about the one problem area, which has been special teams. Kyle Bambard is 3-for-8 on field goals this season. You being a former kicker yourself, get on your soapbox and tell me what's wrong. It's hard to tell. I did not see the two missed field goals on Saturday this week, so tech. Talking from a technical standpoint there, it's tough to say anything, but I know you and I talked about it earlier. There's the possibility that maybe it's the entire battery that's a problem. I haven't seen that yet. I know we talked about it on WKNC with Pulse of the Pack a couple weeks ago when it came to the Louisville game, a slipped foot. I was down at that end. 
didn't look like that would be a problem. And I'll tell you, in high school, I played in games worse than that, and I had the equipment that was able to give me a stable plant foot. I think at a Division One football school, he probably had that as well. But in a wet condition, kicking off the ground, not an easy thing to do. That one slides a little bit. But it's, uh, it's confidence, I think, is part of it. And I think you talked about that a little bit tonight on Pulse of the Pack as well. The confidence isn't quite there. You have to kick with conviction. And I think that's a big part of the problem for him. And I think that's something that Dave Doran is going to have to address and just bring the range down. No, he just looks like he's going through the motions to me. And I think that's upsetting because NC State could be beating opponents by more if he's making kicks. They could be in more games if he's making kicks. I mean, you talk about Lou Holtz that sounds like Daffy Duck. Well, his kicks look like Daffy Duck. And that's a problem that has to be fixed in the very near future or else NC State is going to find themselves on the wrong side of some close football games. Now we're going to move on to a little bit of a different subject. The season doesn't start for a couple more weeks, but I do want to talk about college basketball and especially the recruiting aspect of Mark Godfrey's NC State Wolfpack team. Bam Adebayo official visit is slated for Saturday, Halloween. He will be there for the Clemson football game. Chris, is he coming to NC State or not? Well, for the NC State fans out there that want him here, if there is any weekend for him to come, it is this upcoming weekend because it's Halloween. Not only is it Halloween, but it's Halloween on game day. And homecoming. You, and homecoming and the number three team in the country. He's going to see a great atmosphere. I think he's going to have a lot of fun here this weekend. But you go look at his list of schools just off of ESPN's recruiting site. He's got Auburn, Kansas, Kentucky, Missouri, and Wake Forest on there as well. And NC State in the argument with Missouri, but when you look at Kentucky and Kansas in particular, those are two very strong schools. So it's too early to tell right now because you don't have any kind of commitment, and I don't want to get overexcited. We've seen you know, some NC State fans get overexcited about that kind of stuff. Julius Randle was someone that got a little bit of hype around here, didn't come here. So I have to wait a little bit longer and see. I'll agree. I think it's a little too early to make a safe prediction. I think he's got a good shot of coming here, but Mark Godfrey's got to use the right recruiting play. He's going to get playing time right off the bat, in my opinion. I think when he sees this NC State Wolfpack Red Nation atmosphere, he's going to fall in love with it. The thing when you look at going to big schools like Kansas and Kentucky is not only do you have to be the best, but you have to be the best of the best. Here, Bam Adebayo is going to get immediate playing time, and he's going to excel in the ACC, especially when you have rivalries like North Carolina and Duke, teams that you know you're going to play at least once every year. I think that's a good selling point. There are a lot of good reasons for him to come to Raleigh and start his basketball career here. It's too early, as we said, but I think there is a considerable shot even more so than Julius Randle, that he could be coming to Raleigh. Oh, yeah, and he's, he's fairly local from High Point area, so he's close to home. I think that'll help out as well. And the final sport we're going to talk about is a team that maybe not a lot of people know about because it's not nearly as important of a sport in the United States of America. That's the men's soccer team. They have been ranked this season. Unfortunately, lost the ranking after a loss to number 12 Syracuse 2-1. to over the weekend, they will finish up the regular season against number 3 Clemson to end the regular season as they head towards the ACC tournament. Chris, this has been a team that has been a little bit of an enigma, but they found ways to tie game. They found ways to win games, and that's important. Yes, and you know it's going to be a lot up to the defense. And when we take a look at what the defense did against Syracuse on last Friday's game, 
wasn't quite as good. I don't expect that out of them in the final regular season game. And senior day for your goaltender, McCauley, who is really a big catalyst on this team, I expect them to play very well in this game. But like you said, it's number three team in the country. Not an easy game. This is one that if you're NC State, you try and win one nothing or bring to a draw at nil nil or 1-1. I completely agree. I want to see this team go far in the postseason for their goaltender, Alex McCauley. I think he's been a tremendous asset to this Wolfpack team throughout the course of his career. Goaltending is going to be tough to replace. They're expected to make the ACC tournament. There's still a little bit of an iffy scenario, possibly, if Virginia Tech or Pittsburgh can pull off a couple of statistical miracles, but NC State should be in the ACC postseason. That'll be a tough matchup. They would have to face number one Wake Forest, number one in the ACC, number one in the NCAA. That's a tough matchup for them. Overall, I like this team. I like their grittiness. I like the fact that they sort of have this Island of Misfit Toys complex. And I look at that, everybody on this team plays. Everybody on this team contributes. And I think that's exceedingly important. Against number three Clemson, you're going to have to give your best foot forward. This is the last opportunity you get to make an impression on the NCAA Tournament Committee and the last shot to try to rise a little bit statistically in the ACC Tournament. Yeah, I think you know if you're NC State, at this point, you've done just about everything you can do. You can't take anything back you haven't done, so go out there, put everything out there on the pitch, and see what happens. Well, Chris, before we sign off, we're going to institute our new ending tradition, and that will be predictions. And we will go throughout the realm of sports, five points on the line here this evening during predictions. We're going to start off with men's soccer I just need a winner for all of these. Men's soccer, NC State, number three Clemson. Win-loss, and since it's soccer, I'll even put in a tie. That one, I'm going to go. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say a tie. I think NC State's going to find a way to put one in the back of the net, and that'll be enough to at least pull out a tie. There's a chance for a win, but I think best-case scenario, I'm going to go with a tie for the Wolfpack. You know what? I've never been one to have a lot of faith in NC State athletics, as has been shown by what I've picked in previous weeks. I'm going to go with Clemson wins this one. It's going to be close. I've got Clemson 2-1. to one. Next up, we move to Sam Banishevitz's team. Does NC State hockey pull out the win against North Carolina? Absolutely. They're in top form right now. They want revenge. They want it badly. And the offense is primed and ready for a blowout against North Carolina on Friday. Couldn't agree more. I've got NC State by a touchdown. And we're talking about hockey, not football. Moving on to football, though. College game day is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Temple versus Notre Dame. Big game for the Owls. Does number 23 get it done? I'm going to go with no. I think Notre Dame has suffered really their biggest loss of the season against Clemson. I think that's about it. They're going to rebound, and from there on, they're just going to get better. I have Notre Dame over Temple. I think losing your quarterback is a very big problem for Notre Dame. I haven't been overly impressed with the way they've played. I'm going the Owls in Philadelphia get the upset. The game that College Game Day thought about going to Washington State, UCLA. This could be for the Pac-12 North. Who you got? I had to go with UCLA in this one. It, the game will be in Washington, but I got to like a new Heisel club. I'm going UCLA. And finally, our last prediction, NC State hosting number three Clemson. Do we see a top five team fall? I'm going to be hopeful as a senior here. I saw that happen against Florida State as a freshman. I want to see it one more time. I'm going to pick NC State to find a way to win. See, you were lucky enough to be here for that Florida State game. <laughs> I was not. 
I think this NC State team is going to give Clemson a run for their money, but I have Clemson making the college football playoff. I think the Tigers win this football game, but by a whole lot less than you think. Chris, it has been an excellent pilot broadcast. Thanks to Sam Banishevitz, our technical producer, Chuck Givens. Chris, any final thoughts? Uh, it's been a very great time doing this. I'm looking forward to many more. Well, we will be right back next week on The Howler, signing off for Chris Lehman and the rest of our technical crew. I'm Drew Blevins. You've been listening to The Howler, giving you the state of Wolfpack Athletics. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of Wolfpack Sports Television. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.